Yeah, direct misfire, aiming up hits Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Hello champs and welcome once again to another one of our Direct Misfire missives. Joining me today as always is Spoon and old mate Zelik as we talk about hobby and have a interview with Andrew Goodman and... Jeffrey Holland. Thank you. <laughs> about Convic. <laughs> How are you going guys? On this fine warm Monday evening freezing me tits off. Yeah, not too bad, mate. And yourself? Doing all right. Um, what has everyone been up to? It's been a little while since the Salamander review. Feels like an eternity since I've been on this show. You've been on holidays as well, so that's why yeah. you, you weren't in the uh, interview that we had yes. coming up later. Yeah, it wasn't just any sort of holiday, though, was it, Spoon? It was a, it was a nice holiday. Very relaxing <laughs> just holiday. Gonna, just going to leave it like that. <laughs> all right? Yeah, let's leave it like that. <laughs> okay. Let them wonder what went on. Yeah. All right, so... What's been going on in terms of gaming and hobby? Yeah, well, I'll jump in here first up. So, for me, it's been uh, The Walking Dead. I know I'm very, very late to the party, so I've actually jumped on that pretty heavily. Um, And I've joined pretty much every forum and checked out every uh, YouTube along the way. But, uh, so, lots of uh, researching all those games. And unfortunately, I haven't had too many people to play with, so it's been a lot of the solo games. How about you, Spoonie? As of late, I've gone balls deep into Wrath of Kings. (laughs) I'm loving it. (laughs) I've only played four games, but every game's been really enjoyable. Looking forward to playing quite a bit more of it. Yeah, I had that one game against you, and it was easy to pick up. Don't have to think too much, which is okay. Yeah, I think I said, I think I might have said to you, Benson, that I feel like it's almost like a um, Kings of War rule set with some fancy rules for characters and units that sort of build the synergies. Like, yeah, build your army around that. Really Kinda, easy. Sort of. I yeah. get more of the impression that it's like Malifaux light, um, so it yep. takes away a lot of the fat and all the specific indi- individual special rules for each different unit and kind of clumps them all together to make it uh, more accessible. Yeah, it plays a lot quicker too. Much quicker. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, for some strange reason, I have a fascination with old school GW games and I've picked up some Man of War box sets. But that's about it. For any particular reason? I don't know. I like the look of it. I've been looking at it for a while. Right. Yeah. I wanted to get into it when it was out. What, in 1993? Yeah. That's when (laughs) I first kind of got into the whole hobby thing. Starting off with old Crunch. Oh, yeah. If anyone remembers that. Yeah, I do. So Man of War, that's the GW one that uh, for anyone that doesn't really know is that the GW one that's all about the boats and stuff isn't it yeah boats and whatnot. so the same world same races but they're all in yachts with guns yeah, and magic yachts. Oh, it's very sophisticated and yeah. I think that's what people wanted Dreadfleet to be yeah but it wasn't like that you control one boat in Dreadfleet don't you well, you can, it depends it's all it's like a, a game so you've got all different scenarios and they give you different um Alright, so side A's got these boats, side B's got these boats, and this is the objective. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's more board gamey in that respect. I think I only ever played one game of Dreadfleet, and that was with you, Benson. Yeah, trying to uh, nut out the rules, <laughs> and we missed a whole bunch. <laughs> and it was uh, very lackluster in that respect. <laughs> well, once once we know the rules, it might be okay. Yeah, I was looking for one of those um, Dreadfleet mats, but I don't know whether to pick one of them up or... Uh, 4x4 C neoprene mat like the ones I've got 
Yeah, I think you might be better off with one of those mats, just because the while the Dreadfleet one looks nice, it, it's cloth, so slips about a lot. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, no moves around. That's, that's not going to be any good then. Yep. Do no. Deep Cut do any sort of water ones? I'm sure they do. I was looking at them today. Either Deep Cut or... Frontline or Fat, fat Mats. Yep. Yeah, I think they they do a 4x4 one, so I'll have to have a look at them and see if... Does it have to be 4x4? Four four? Wouldn't you want 6x4? No, apparently you play um, on 4x4 four four boards. But you've also got like Dystopian Wars, who's on a 6x4, isn't it? Oh, maybe. Maybe I'll just buy a big one. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, watching and reading about it before I bought it, and they said you need a, a big space for all the ship cards. Right. Yeah, so because some a of the bigger ships. Area. Yeah, so you play on the four by four board, but yeah. you use the other couple of feet for um, all the paperwork. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I love a game with lots of paperwork. <laughs> oh, I was saying earlier to I think I was talking to Salik. Yeah. You might have seen it. I did. I punched punched all the tokens out for um, Plague Fleet. My God, <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous, and that's just one of them. Mm. Fun times. Mm. Anyway, what have you been up to, Benton? I haven't played a lot of tabletop. Um, went to a, I, th- I think it was in March in Malfoy tournaments, uh, Twatofo, which was a grueling two-day event. Um, fun. Did a lot better than what I did last year. Came all. I think I came last last year. <laughs> uh, this year I came middle of the pack, which is much better. Um, if I had just got one win more, then I would have been up near the top because it was that uh, close with the scoring in that middle section. Yep. Um, Wrath of Kings, like yourself. Uh, yep. I haven't played Kings of War since Campra still, but I have been doing some Kings of War related hobby mm. and list building for tournaments. Um, yep. So you kind of get excited for that. That's got my juices flowing. But other than that, it's been mainly video game stuff because I've been reviewing games for Pixel Pop Network. Um, the Deer God was one of them and Dawn of War 3 was another and that just takes up whatever oh, hobby time I've got left. Mm-hmm. But now they're, they're done. Back into the painting. And hopefully playing soon. <laughs> yeah, so anyone that's been on our Facebook page would have been seeing a whole heap of rats. What's the go there? Yeah, so Mike Crossman's going to be running a doubles tournament uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, two players aside with 1,000 point armies. And our mate Hugh, mainly Malifaux player, but does have old fantasy and has dabbled in Kings of War, has both Undead and Skaven armies, but... As you know, they're horde armies and take a lot of time to piece together into units because you've got so many of the little buggers. Yep. So for me to assist with him getting into the into the game, I've offered to multi-base all of his stuff because he's never going to get around to doing it. Yes. Yeah. So Spoonie and I were laughing off air because uh, you've just offered to slap these up for him and do a bit of a favour. But uh, yeah. having a look at it, it is exceptional work, and we were just laughing because you probably spend half an hour on it. It's better than our painting at the best of times. So, <laughs> no, I've spent a bit of time. <laughs> anyone that does get a chance, I know that you're probably listening to us at work or uh, whatever, but just do a sneaky Facebook and have a, have a bit of a look because some of those uh, cobblestones, we'll probably talk about the cobblestones a little bit, but yeah. all of that painting, I know you just probably dry brushed and whatever but it looks amazing i love it mm. um simple techniques and they uh, have a good effect so it's all all a trick of the eye um a lot of the figures ha- he had already painted but when you're multi-basing and you're kind of moving dudes about and you think how oh, hang on this one really doesn't fit the group so i'd get an unpainted one paint it up stick it in there and make it look better 
cobblestones again if you wanted to do the effect yourself you can just go to green stuff world that's one of my favorite stores for hobby supplies um, they've got little um, plastic rollers yeah. um, similar to cake decorating I've noticed when I looked online for rollers you can do the same thing but you basically get some milliput and you mix it with some plasticine so it's more moldable and doesn't get super crumbly um, sweat the surface and roll over the milliput with this pin and then out comes the stamped cobblestone and wait for it to dry paint and voila it looks amazing i loved it cheers I've been meaning to try one of those roller things for a while i i wanted the um egyptian one yep to try out for my empire of dust but i haven't gotten around to that yet <laughs> i'd like to get a whole range of kind of <laughs> bit in the roller bug <laughs> hmm. super effective um yeah. but yeah working on them and the thousand points is ready for hugh but i'll probably keep going i've worked i'm working on a blight horde at the moment and if we can get 2000 points done then he should be okay willing as, as long yep. as he's got the time off to come to convict as well oh excellent yeah okay cool and then maybe if i'm feeling generous i'll do his undead maybe <laughs> maybe are you um just taking your abyssal dwarves to the yeah event? that's what i've got painted <laughs> but then just list writing this afternoon for 1000 points i'm thinking hmm not sure if what i've got is going to kind of work so i'm probably gonna have to paint up some more slave orcs and maybe some slave orc gore riders to go with it and i've got a couple yeah. of weeks to do that as well i was going to ask if you if your army currently would fit that sort of point limit i could so do imagining it. sorry you go yeah I, I could make a thousand points but it wouldn't be very effective it's yeah. more tailored for two thousand but if worse comes to worse i can always take my ogres because convict last year had thousand point fifteen hundred point games and ran ogres with yep. them and you went pretty well there Anyway, yeah. uh, what are you working on, Salik, paint-wise? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I've got a fair bit of the uh, Walking Dead that I'm working on at the moment. So, a, a little bit of uh, ulterior motives here. So, I'm just using these. Obviously, that's a bit of a tabletop sort of board game. Um, but, obviously, with the zombies there, I've uh, just been practicing a lot of different techniques uh, around painting zombies. Uh, more than just trying to make them all look exactly the same. And, yeah, hopefully... It's a perfect opportunity to experiment yeah. using on zombies. Well, that's it. So uh, I thought that I'd just paint up a whole heap. Um, people that do know me, I'm not exactly the, the super painter. But I've been having a lot of fun with the zombies. Anywhere I stuff up, I just smear with blood, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, hide the mistakes of blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note... Um, I've been painting those up, so they're probably the models that I've been painting. But uh, in the background, I've done... Uh, a bit of a display board and all of my bases for an undead army that is going to be my next uh, big tournament army that I'll be bringing to everyone. Um, and I'll post some pictures on Facebook uh, after we, we talk here for, for everyone that's doing that sneaky Facebook. You probably jump off now because your boss is probably looking. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got an undead army or are you using Walking Dead figures for the army? No, so I'm using all of... Uh, just t totally separate. So I'm using the Mantic zombies uh, and a couple other uh, ad hoc units uh, throughout all right. different ranges, but uh, mostly Mantic. So between the two games, that's a lot of zombie painting. Yeah, I love zombies at the moment. All right, as long as you love it. That's it. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so if you don't burn out, there's all. No, definitely not. Uh, they're different models too, the Mantic zombies compared to the Walking Dead ones anyway. I think you'd be struggling to get... Well, you might get bored after painting 60 of them though. Know, How many I you would. got to do? Uh, I think I've got, uh, well, 60 in the one of the legions, then another... So yeah, 41, but, really. 
as long as I've got the minimum units there, I'll be chucking in. I think I'm going to put pop a car in one of them, and we'll see how it all looks. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Mm, but pretty excited about it, to be honest. Um, I'm really enjoying painting. I haven't painted in a long, long time, but um, yeah, just enjoying getting back on the brush. Display board's looking really good so far. What you've shown us, anyway. Yeah, I'll once again, I've taken a couple of photos, but I'll put a few up on the Facebook so that everyone can have a look. Yep, cool. And what have you been doing? Apart from Wrath of Kings. Nothing. Oh. That's literally it. Just Wrath of Kings. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I've only just got back into painting again. You've got most of the factions for that game, yeah? I've got Chalhan and Garitsi. Okay, right, because I remember you um contemplating purchasing the Celestial Chalhan. I'm still waiting for them to get to Australia. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Celestials are kind of like uh, animal aspects, pretending that they're peoples with weapons. Pandas with claws and... Elephants wielding pillars and whatnot. Yeah. Foxes with swords. Pretty cool. Yeah. But that's all I've been up to. I've finished two um, Gritzy skirmishes. I'll mm-hmm. post up a picture when the water effects is dried. <laughs> but other than that, not a lot. Um, once I get these Gritzy done, my next plan hopefully will be a small job like a Blood Bowl team and then I'll get into my nature army hopefully. Mm, I'm interested what's your mm. next Blood Bowl team that you're doing? High Elf. Okay. Speaking of Blood Bowl, mm. I've finally assembled my Norse. <laughs> and well, you didn't get them that long ago, did you? Uh, a couple of months ago. So that's at the same state as your um, necromantic team? Yes, undercover. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I managed to pick up a uh, Yeti or Snow Troll secondhand. So happy with that. Hasn't cost me too much. And it's a team that I'm probably never going to play because we hardly ever play Blood Bowl. Uh, I'd love to play a lot more Blood Bowl. So well, I, I think Hampton uh, Games Club over that side of the city... Um, they're actually doing a bit of a league, and it's been up for two weeks or three weeks at the moment, so maybe something to yeah, get involved yeah. if they're going to keep doing leagues like that. The issue is it's on that side of the city. It may as well be Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> I do commend them. It's been a couple of weeks. I know that people fall off the radar pretty quickly when you're doing those things, so keep it up, boys. Yes. Don't drop out after the third week. <laughs> so disappointing. So other than the projects you guys are working on at the moment what's your what's next in line so so like obviously yours is your Und- yeah, yeah undead, undead obviously uh, there's a whole heap of construction to do uh then a, a mountain of painting to do but if we sort of group yep. that all up and we fast forward to probably january <laughs> let, let's be realistic um the next one there is uh my um japanese themed elve army so um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one as well, but I'm just being patient. So I backed a Kickstarter ugh, uh, that closed up probably two, three months ago. So I'm just going to wait for all that to come through, check out the models, and then probably reassess where I'm at. Hopefully everything looks amazing. Um, everything currently looks good, but you're never really sure mm-hmm. when it comes to the actual models after they're printed. Yeah, yep. yep. What about you, Benson? What's your next project in line? Okay, For so, yourself. <laughs> right. So I've got to do those orcs, like I was saying. Um, then after that, maybe paint a couple of those Wrath of Kings. I've done the basing and undercoated them, yep. but they're just kind of sitting there looking pretty. I'd also like to paint the Blood Bowl, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Realistically, it's the herd army that I'm going to be working on. I'm taking baby steps with that one. I've recently bought bases so i can multi-base Ooh. so yep. that's like that's a, a start. 0.2 percent closer to completion for me <laughs> um, what bases do you buy 
the Knights of Dice, oh, Melbourne locals. Yes. I know Knights of Dice. I uh, went by and picked up them. Uh, very cheap, very efficient. Uh, they made, they stuffed up my order and they gave me more bases than what I asked for, so I'm happy. Yep, they also do very nice. beautiful buildings I'm using on my uh, display board as well that you'll see on Facebook. Hmm. And I've got some Malifaux that I need to paint. I've assembled my latest Titania crew, um, and for those who follow Fables and whatnot, Titania's, I think she's Queen of the Fae, similar sort of thing. This chick yep. with wings, <laughs> and she controls people who are fairies or whatever. Uh, so I've got to paint them as well. But they're not high on the priority list. Mm. I think a major task will be getting Hugh into Kings of War proper. So would you say that's your next project? Yes. <laughs> For me, that is my project. <laughs> and once that's happened, I will feel fulfilled. Mm. <laughs> no, that's it. So I think we're going to have a uh, bit of a doubles pre-game for your tournament so unfortunately Spoon and myself are unable to attend the doubles tournament that's coming up but uh, we might uh, challenge you on a Wednesday and yes the practice would be good mm, that sounds good even for Hugh's sake since he hasn't played in months but um, I'd like to give yeah. the doubles a go I love doubles it's my favorite format and they should do they should happen more often mm, I agree mm. all right how about we leave it there we'll uh, go to a break and when we come back we'll have Andrew Goodman and... Jeffrey Holland. Hey! <laughs> With the absence of Spoon because he magically disappeared in the world of the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back soon. And we're back. So we've got with us now Jeff Holland and Andrew Goodman, who are the tournament organisers for a Melbourne tournament. Convict, welcome, guys. G'day, g'day. G'day, thank you. All right. So um, I guess we will start off with a little bit of uh, a bit of history here about Convict. So do you want to just have a bit of a chat about where Convicts come from? Beautiful. Yeah, no problems at all. Convict um, wa- was uh, originated back in about. 2001 or two or something along those lines where the Vagabonds Wargaming Group um, got together and decided they wanted to run a two-day convention-style tournament Um, and we had a a number of players in the Vagabonds at that stage who were playing tournaments all over the place and we we wanted to put together a real players tournament, one that was there um, to use all parts of the hobby and um, and that was obviously in Warhammer days. So um, it was sportsmanship and painting and play that all contributed to the score. Um, and as we all know, Warhammer kind of went away. And just last year, we tried to reform the tournament first time. I think we only had 14 players last year and the scene was growing. So uh, we're getting 20-odd players um, to Micons at the moment, uh, hmm. single day tournaments. So we're hoping that we'll be able to push that up for a you know, Victoria's only two day tournament. Yeah, that's it. And Kings of Wars actually brought a lot of those old names back. So hmm. I remember I used to play in uh, Convict back in 2008, I think it was. And uh, some of the names that I've seen there are actually coming back because of Kings of War. Yeah, I think that's the key. I, I know myself, I literally stopped playing any war games for about six years. Uh, you know, when they brought 8th edition out, I just went 
it's not for me anymore. It's too much of a luck-based game and not enough of a skill-based <laughs> game and um, just stopped playing. And when they brought the next edition out, I thought, well, that's it. I'm selling everything. And uh, literally a, within a day of um, reading that those rule books, I got a, got a message from Stax to say, have you tried this game? And uh, yeah, I'm hooked. All right. So this is obviously one of the only two-day tournaments that we've got, I think in Australia even, um, at the moment, but outside of the two days, what makes uh, Convict so unique? Well, the the idea is that it uh, it builds in momentum. I, I, as I said, it's meant to be a players' tournament there to, to encourage the best players to play at their, their best level and bring their best stuff. So part of it was to get as many games in across the weekend. You know, if we're encouraging people to come um, from interstate, perhaps to play, or even just okay, we're you know you're going to commit to getting the brownie points that you require to have a full weekend away from the family or the girlfriend or the whatever significant other is, um, that you want to make the most of it. So um, we're, we're aiming for seven, well, not aiming, we're going to be playing seven games across the weekend. We'll play uh, four smaller points games, and by smaller points I mean below 2,000 um, on day one, the Saturday, and then three 2,000-point games on the Sunday and still get out of there before five o'clock so that uh, those that need to travel can do so. Yeah, terrific. So that's uh, two 1,000s and two 1,500 points Correct. on the Saturday and then two, two uh, three, three, <laughs> three 2,000 points on the points. Sunday. There we go. <laughs> We've finally got in there. There's far too many numbers for me. Um, so, and all obviously all of those time limits have all changed as well. Obviously, we don't need the full 60 minutes. Correct. For the yeah, that's lower. right. Yep. So when you, when you look at the 1,000-point um, games, we also play it on a 4x4 four four board. And we go 40 minutes per side, which is absolutely ample for a 1,000-point game. You'll you'll Mm. find that that's plenty of time. Um, When we move up to the 1,500-point games, we play on a 4x5 board with 50 minutes per player. And then when we jump to our 2,000-point games on the Sunday, we go up to the full 6x4 and and go to 60 minutes per player, which um, is possibly more than you absolutely need, but it's always better to have that time to let... The players play. Mm. Yeah, terrific. What about what other things in the players pack have you got for us? Uh, well, we, as I said, it's a it's a players tournament, and it's um, designed to encourage people to bring their, you know, their their A game both in you know, presenting their armies and in the way they put them together. Um, there are some army selection differences from the from the rule book in that we want to encourage people to bring competitive but fair armies. So. Uh, the rule is you need to use the one army list for your three different size lists. So if you're bringing undead, you need a 1,000-point a undead list, a 1,500-point undead list, and a 2,000-point undead list. You can still bring up to 25% of alloys, and they we, we actually haven't put a restriction on it, and I've just realised that as I'm reading it here, that you could potentially have alloys from different armies across your three lists as we've got it written so we might need to make that change to our pack before it's fully published today um, <laughs> <laughs> um just to say you know we've, we've said you can bring up to twenty-five thousand points of allies which is normal but we haven't actually specified that they need to be from the one ally across your three lists but that would be the intent mm-hmm. um we've suggested something different from the clash of kings pack um which is worth noting in that We've said we're, we're trying to restrict people bringing the mega power unit in the thousand point game that 
nobody can deal with. So um, in the Thousand Pointer armies, no single unit, including their artifacts, can be more than 200 points. In the 1500 point armies, no single unit, including artifacts, can be more than 250 points. So you can still bring mm. a pretty chunky unit in there, but um, just not your big 300 point power unit. Ogre Legion. <laughs> o- yeah, Ogre Legion in a thousand point game would not be fun for anybody. Okay, well, yeah, it's going to make people think about their lists a bit. So. Yeah, that's the plan. That's mm. the plan. So what have we got? Obviously, over seven games. Um, what sort of scenarios are we looking at? I know that uh, on all the advertising that we've got out there that it's going to be predetermined Correct. and announced. Yep. So, um, as I say, the pack's up for people to have a look at. But um, the first round, 1,000 points, 4x4 four four board playing Invade, and the second round playing Dominate. So the 2,000-point games, we tried to go for one of the most simple scenarios that didn't require many many units to achieve the objective mm-hmm. so um some of the some of the more complex scenarios when you start to work out the number of units you need and the number of objectives there are around and things they don't translate well to the to lower points games but both invade and dominate are very simple in their terminology and in the way that they set up and they translate really well to the lower points oh excellent uh rounds three four uh both on the uh, the fifteen hundred point games, on a five foot by four foot table, um, we're going for occupy and eliminate. So uh, occupy after choosing sides, place one objective marker in the centre of the board. Then each player places an objective marker completely within six inches of the centre line, starting with the player who chose sides. These three objective markers are the secondary objectives. Next, uh, the players place another objective marker in their opponent's half of the board at least six inches from the board edge and nine inches from the center line these are the primary objectives so you get one point for each secondary and two points for each primary so once again that'll actually translate okay um, to 1500 doesn't need the number of units etc okay and then we've got the the three 2000 points at the end Um, everyone else can have a look at the books unless they're out of the book scenarios no 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 they're they're in the book the scenarios are all in the in the book. Um, so the scenarios for those are control, ransack, and push. The only special condition amongst all of them is in the final game, and this is something we did last year and people seem to like it, so I've put it in again. So we played the normal push scenario, but before the first deployment, each player will nominate one of their opponent's units and tell their opponent. If during the course of the game uh, they route that unit, they'll score double the victory points for that unit. Right. Mm. It's just an added little bit of extra fun where you can try and tempt your opponent into uh, using their big power unit or or not using one of their um, uh, diverter type units where you know you can nominate a diverter type unit and they go, oh, actually, you'll get double points for this if I just give it up easily. Or you might try and discourage them from having their big power unit front and centre by telling them that you're going to kick the crap out of it. Mm, a bit of mind games, I yeah. do like those. Yeah, mm. I, I love a little yep. bit of mind games. Not too much, but enough to make it fun. Yep, that's it. So with all the mind games, obviously we're going to have, I would say, around uh, 20 to 30 people being attending, including myself and Benson. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, awesome. All of these has to go on tables. So can, can we probably get Jeff or uh, yourself, Andrew, to have a bit of a chat about some of the terrain that's going on? Yeah, I'll have a chat about the terrain. Um, one of the things that we've been looking at is um, 3D printing and just getting some new terrain out on the tables. 
uh, with the terrain, we're going to be playing uh, Woods Height 4, Buildings Height 4, Hills 2, Obstacles 1, Difficult Terrain, Fields, Rivers, Lakes, etc. Height 0, so pretty standard. Uh, and we'll be printing out a map pack um, so people will be able to have a look at those and match them up to the tables. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at is that everyone can take home a piece of terrain at the end of the tournament, hey. so a little bit of an obstacle or difficult terrain type thing, have a little bit of a, okay, add this to my table at home kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Excellent. We've been working on some uh, different sizes and one of them, one of the designs is actually from Nick Williams all the way over in the UK. <laughs> Uh, he was very generous in sharing some of his 3D printed designs, and so one of those will be up for grabs as well. Ah, terrific. So with all this 3D printing terrain, I've also seen on uh, Wargamer there a lot of prizes that I do believe you've printed out, and I think uh, AG has been painting up as well. Yeah, basically, in a nutshell, I'm not the world's best painter, so anything I design, I get AG to paint for me and do my dirty work. Um <laughs> Obviously, I can't take credit for all of it because a lot of it is online. Um, but at this stage, we've uh, printed out first, second, and third places, which are lovely dragon statues with convict first, second, or third. And both of AG and I are both uh, sports people, so the uh, colours on the front of the shields are your traditional athletics kind of uh, <laughs> green, red, and blue ribbons. Um, we've also uh, paint, uh, designed and printed out some uh, Best General of the Day awards and Best Painted awards, which actually resemble, say, a, a Brotherhood or a Kingdoms of Men type unit or uh, Abyssal's Demon type unit. So hmm. those are all up and all painted. Yep, so you can have a look at those on Wargamer, uh, just under Convict 2017. They look look very good. Um, just, very uh, impressed with those. Step in there. You should, um, as a suggestion, get some participation ribbons for everyone else who <laughs> doesn't have well, to please. Well, we do. We do um, have a contact with the lovely chaps over at um, Counter Charge who have sent us the um, Counter Charger Award, which will be a, a set of Counter Charge dice and the printed out certificate that goes with that and that will be for the player who places dead center of the field right <laughs> that's the standard counter charge counter charger award um cool. which is nice uh we'll probably have a, a wooden spoon trophy or or um a prize at least the, there will be prize support that goes along with this i've been um chatting um as we did last year with um our lovely friend the gaming guy who looks after who looked after the tournament last year and he said he'll look after us again this year once we've got a better idea of numbers, we'll know exactly what that price support will be. But um, mm -hmm. he certainly said that he was keen to um, get on board with Convict again this year. Mm, terrific. So I know I haven't actually uh, planned this one out at all, but I'd like to put everyone on the spot because, uh, Andrew Goodman, you are my favourite to take out this tournament. <laughs> uh, you, you've got a bit of a history of running tournaments and, and winning it. One. Um, <laughs> one in a that's, row. That's there you go. That's, I've, that's I've, a streak. I've run that a streak. <laughs> that's right. One in a row. So I want to put everyone else on the spot yeah. uh, and just run through who you think uh, maybe even just will go first or first, second, third, whatever's up to you. Huh? Out of, out of who? Uh, out of out of what? Who we've got signed up at the moment? Uh, we've got a fair bit. We've got a fair bit of uh, the normal Micon crew uh, that is showing signs of interest. Uh, we've got we've got a Queenslander Terry Chapman who's signed up and paid and well he's going to win obviously he's a Queenslander he's... well we, <laughs> yeah, we know I mean, they, they get, get a lot of practice yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, Matt is coming down from uh, Canberra as well. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. We're, the more the merrier. It's going to be. It's going to be fun. Well, he's not going to win. One of yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm <laughs> going to put my money on Spoon. How's that? Ooh, no. Just because he's not here to defend himself, I'm going to put the mozzie on Spoon and say he's going to have a run of luck like you won't believe and all of those um, double one rolls are going to desert him and he's going to take it out. AJ, I I would agree with you, but I have played with him for about 10 years and I've never seen him come out of this streak of bad luck. Okay. He did okay at uh, CanCon. Yeah, he came 19th or something, didn't he? Ninth. Ninth. I think. It was only a couple of spots above me, and I was around 11, it's either 11th or 9th, one of them. I reckon it'll be uh, interesting this year to see if uh, Subway Gate has a second coming and if it gets Mike Crossman two years in a row with some food poisoning. <laughs> um, he's definitely uh, doing very well at the Micons at the moment. Um, so I reckon Mike, in his current form, is doing very well and... Obviously, you've got to take into uh, consideration Stax and his flying dwarfs, mm. his mm. Illahai and Erlahai allies that match up very well. So, yeah, I reckon there will be a few people that will be uh, pushing and working through quite a few different army lists. Because one of the best things that I've noticed from uh, Convict is there's some armies that are definitely better suited for small points games because they can get some of their stronger hordes in yes, type definitely. situation. Yeah. But then when it comes to the 2,000 points, they even up sort of thing. Uh, and a bit of a vice versa. So definitely the army list uh, can play a crucial part. And if you if you go down in the first four games sort of thing, but yet then you win the next three, it's it's that fine balance of, okay, what am I going to go for here? So it'll be very interesting to see some of the army lists that get put forward by people. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Getting nervous already. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is obviously for everyone else. It's 8th and 9th of July. Correct. Um, and I love this venue. So it's at the Burden Park Bowling Club. That's over in Springvale South. It's been there the whole time that I've ever known about Convic as well. Um, what else can you tell me about uh, the venue there? Oh, Burden Park was a, a find um, to do with uh, my now ex-father-in-law who was a past president there and when we were looking for a venue um, in the first place we discovered that they don't really use the bowls club very much in the winter because bowls is more of a summer sport We uh, and hence the reason for the timing of Convic as mm. well um, we were able to get access to the venue and after the first year that we realised they still had 1956 beer prices over the bar, um, <laughs> it, it became very popular. And you know, in in the heydays of Convict, we fielded uh, 120 odd players of uh, Warhammer, and uh, the the place was absolutely rocking. We uh, we used the uh, the ladies' room. I can remember playing a game in the ladies' room myself, not the ladies' toilets, but the the, uh, there's a specific lounge for the ladies there and we ended up with six tables in that playing just to get the <laughs> a numbers of table spaces available up but yeah so it's a the the recommendation I would have is that you don't stay across the road at the um, uh, waltzing Matilda <laughs> hotel because it's um, not <laughs> it's not very nice not very nice I think is a good description um I, I remember after last year's convict uh, you guys did a a, um, a bit of a 
uh, a play on that and uh, let everybody know that that wasn't the best venue. Um, yeah. I've also taken some feedback from that too myself as the, as the organiser from last year because uh, one of the things you guys seemed to be a little bit uh, unhappy with the tournament was that the venue didn't stay open on the Saturday night, which we'd originally planned to do. And, and that was kind of numbers dependent and, and a bit unfortunate last year. But um, mm. I think we should be, uh, well, no. It will be open on the Saturday night hey. and we'll be playing into the evening. Um, uh, the bar will probably close at a, at a reasonable hour, but they always allow us to buy extra and uh, store them in the fridges for us, ourselves to use um, later into the evening. And, you know, we'll close it at a reasonable time at, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night or something like that so that people can have extra games or, you know, we've, we've been known to bring out the poker chips and, uh, and set up some... Uh, poker tournaments and things like that in the past as well. Uh, that's it. So, uh, just for everyone at home, that's probably what we'll wrap up with at the moment. Um, but if you can make the 8th and 9th of July, uh, please feel free to sign up on Facebook, I think it's there, yep. and on Wargamer as well. So just drop a line, get yourself signed up and paid as soon as possible. Obviously, that's going to help our tournament organisers, Andrew and Jeff, get all the numbers and all the prize support. Um, it is one of Melbourne's premier events um, and is the only two-day one that I'm aware of. So feel free to uh, sign up as soon as you can. Thanks, guys. Mm. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. And we're back. So just thanks everyone for listening there, but uh, we just want to make sure that we've got a bit of extra information here hot off the press. So Convic is actually an auto-qualifier into the Masters, so whoever wins that one auto-qualifies. It is the second last one around uh, and the only one in Victoria. So I just want to make sure that everyone's aware of that. And uh, the other bit of information here, it is a two-day tournament which can be quite uh, difficult to get to both days. Um, so Andrew Goodman and Jeff just really wanted to make sure and express that uh, you only have to turn up for one day if that's all you can attend, whether that is the Saturday or the Sunday. So if you can only attend one day, that's fine. Uh, feel free to contact uh, the tournament organisers there just to make sure that you can attend one of the days. Hooray for flexibility. Hooray for flexibility. Huzzah. <laughs> that didn't sound very enthusiastic. No, it Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Just before we go, there's been a lot of discussion on the uh, Kings of War Fanatics page on Facebook hmm. about the possibility of formations being introduced into Kings of War. Now, I've got no information on this. I don't know where to find it on the internet. It apparently happened during the open day. And for anyone who doesn't know formations, as in take these three units and you get a bonus. What are your thoughts on that, good or bad? Ooh, well, for me, uh, anyone that's ever played any sort of games with me knows that I love synergies. Uh, so for me, this is a, a big tick, uh, green text are coming out there, ticking a box. So <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, anything that can add a certain uh, subplay or a meta, uh, I'm all for. How about you, Spoonie? like the idea. I'd like to see what they've got in mind before I yay or nade it, though. Green tech. Obviously, yeah. You need to um, see the Gives you more options. You yeah. You might actually see units you don't see very often. Yeah, that, it's just exactly what I was thinking. Most of the army lists um, that you see for particular forces contain the same sort of thing. If hmm. the factions 
incentivize people to take the lesser choices, then all for it. Um, some people were complaining that it's more of a tool to get uh, players to purchase more things, but that's what a business does. I mean, it's it's a vehicle for for product, really. All games yeah. are, yeah, unless it's free. I don't think this is my personal opinion. Not speaking on behalf of Direct Misfire. Uh, but uh, <laughs> my personal opinion here is that it is a business. We are supporting a business, and as far as I'm concerned, it's going to not negatively impact any of us gamers. So, I, green tick. Yeah, and I think they're, they're pretty spot on with the balance. So, there may be fears of power creep, and uh, so you have to buy these particular units now because they're super powered. I don't think that'll be the case because that'll break the balance, and Kings of War is not about breaking balance. I think it'll be more take these units that you don't often see and you get a bonus to make them a little bit better as a group. Hmm. Yeah, do, yeah, well, I'm actually quite curious because I think they may try and theme some armies. So if you take... I'm just going to throw something out there. This is based on absolutely nothing. But three lots of archer units, for example, you may actually get some sort of bonus there purely to theme you more around a, a ranged elf army. Mm. Um, or abyssal dwarfs that take actual abyssal dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> In abundance. <laughs> just any of those sort of things that will actually provide a bit of synergy and a bit of theme, um, which is one of the things that I'm most excited about um, personally is mm. the... I think it's after the summer campaign that's coming up. Um, they're going to be releasing, hopefully, uh, a whole heap of themes and a bit more of the lore and history around uh, the world. So I'm actually really excited about that, and I hope that this all ties into it. More lore is good. I want more lore. Because mm. I've, I've been reading the Twisted Rulebook, because we've got that in PDF form, and the little stories in between sections of um, rules are quite captivating. They kind of uh, made me want more of the of the world. That's what uh, Kings of War needs. What do you think, Spoonie? I think I've already gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I really am. Because I'd hate to, the game to get to a state where it's you're playing the same army over and over again at events. Mm. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think we're done. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. All right. Like, I mean, we could be here till, like, midnight, but... We could. Yeah. But we won't. No. All right, thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to our little missive. Um... Convict, check it out. There's links to stuff, so look at them and <laughs> have a look at the images on our Facebook page and tell me how awesome I am or not, but please do. And <laughs> I guess we'll see you <laughs> soon. See you guys. Bye. Yeah, direct misfire, blowing up the game Talking many war games is our aim Rule books to advice, we cover it all With the best tactics, we never fall Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter At Direct Misfire If you want to shoot us an email Directmisfire at gmail.com We, we really do just talk crap.